Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. There was a news story on Global News earlier today. It's still there on globalnews.ca. We're not prepared what it takes to recover from long COVID. Uh, Susie Golding is a long COVID patient. She's the founder of a long COVID patient website, also Facebook pages, and her website is now on the Public Health Agency of Canada and uh, Alberta Health Services website, and it's uh, covidlonghaulcanada.com. Susie, how are you? Hi, Roy. Hi. I'm pretty good today, actually, not doing too bad. Um, a lot of my symptoms have resolved. I still find that I have some issues. Most of my symptoms were neurologically based, and so it's difficult for me to have um, have conversations sometimes. And when I do, let's say, a Zoom call for an hour, my head starts throbbing at the end of it. So I still do have symptoms, um, but they have... Some of them have resolved, and some of them stay on. Now, how long has this been going on for you? Uh, this is 18 months now. Wow. I remember the first time we talked, and at that time, in much of the medical profession, there was really no uh, no sense that this was a really serious issue. But clearly, we know now that it is. I was just looking at the, at the global story. Uh, around 37% of COVID-19 sufferers will report continued symptoms like fatigue or breathing problems three to six months later. This is according to an Oxford University study. They go on to say that this would suggest that around 600,000 Canadians likely had lingering symptoms given how many people have caught the disease over the course of the pandemic. That's a big number. Well, yeah, and you can probably add a lot more to that number considering a lot of people aren't even counted. So that's with people that they're counting. They did a study in BC a year ago, which uh, led to the consensus that 80% of the people weren't being uh, counted as they tested, weren't tested. So the, the number is a lot bigger than what they were, they're thinking. And it, it can be uh, extremely debilita- debilitating, yes? Yes, absolutely. There's many people that are bedridden. Um, you know, we have people within our group that are bedridden at 18 months into this. So it's not a across the board type of disease where everybody suffers the same consequences. Everybody suffers from different symptoms and from varying degree of symptoms. And it's also an episodic illness where you can be doing well a couple of days and then you overdo yourself and you overdo it. And then you end up sort of regressing and going backwards and, you know, being much worse off than you were. So you have to really be careful how you manage your energy output. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. So what do we need to know if somebody's listening to this program right now and they have just at the other end of COVID feeling coming out of it, but they're still not feeling right um, what do they need to know? What do they need to do? First of all, it's really important to get tested. So if you're feeling wonky, a bit off, um, you know, can present as a cold. Really, it's it's important to get the PCR test because later on, it can prove really difficult to prove that you've had COVID, which will then not allow you to get into a lot of the um post-COVID care center clinics that are popping up or any research. So it's really important to get tested. Number two is to really manage your symptoms and err on the side of caution. Um, reserve your energies, 
and really try to educate yourself about the symptoms that you're having. I think a really good thing to do is to monitor yourself and write the symptoms down and make a catalog of what's going on because nobody knows when they get COVID who is going to be a long hauler. So it's just really important to get on top of things if you do feel like you're coming down with something to get tested right away and to, you know, keep a, a good eye and and um, and write your symptoms down so that you can, you know, present this later on to, to, to the medical people. All right. So progress is being made. Progress is being made. Yes, it's very slow. And it's, uh, you know, it's a lot slower than the numbers that are compiling. So there are huge wait lines to get into to, to get any kind kind of care. There's still a lot of um, information that's not really being disseminated from the top down at a rapid pace. So it makes it difficult for um, medical people to to get hold of this information and to understand even really what a definition of a long hauler is and how to recognize it. So um, so it becomes quite difficult. Sorry, I sometimes get still get uh, caught up in the middle of my sentence and forget what the question was, and that's just what happened. Mm-hmm. Well, can you tell us, please, what, uh, what we'll find on your Facebook pages and, uh, and on the website? Yes, we, uh, we're over 14,000 uh, members in our main group. We have a few different groups now. Um, we come together and support one another. Uh, there's a lot of information where we post the relevant, um, we work with a lot of the researchers. So we have the, the latest of the studies that are happening, the research um, that, you know, we're trying to help science as best we can to join these um, studies uh, with their efforts, as well as we post all the latest clinics that are opening. Um, and we really guide one another. You know, there's people that are much further on in their journey than people who are just joining the group. And so we offer advice and what's worked, what hasn't worked. Um, there's valuable information from other communities as well as um, long-term uh, post-viral uh, conditions such as ME-CFS and um, different things like that. So there's, mm-hmm. there's a, a lot of valuable information to help you along your journey. Um, as well as we're focused, uh, we have focal groups that um, you know, for each of the different provinces, as well as for Indigenous peoples. Um, we put a focus on having uh, an Indigenous group to sort of put a, a to, to focus on marginalized communities and, and to try and provide cultural appropriateness. And there's a lot of barriers with geographic isolation and people in rural communi- communities. And so, you know, these these compiling issues can make healthcare really difficult to, uh, an incredible ob- obstacle for, for people to overcome. So we just want to be uh, available to everyone and let people know. I mean, the bottom line is that you don't have to be alone through this. There's a lot of information and we're here to help mm-hmm. um, as well as to receive each other without judgment. So it's COVID Long Haulers Support Group Canada. That's one uh, Facebook page, COVID Long Haulers Support Group Canada. Another one is Long COVID Kids Canada, Long COVID Kids Canada. And the webpage is um, uh, covidlonghaulcanada.com. And there's also COVID Long Haulers Indigenous Support Group, as uh, Susie just said, on Facebook. If you want to hear more, Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. 
Have a great weekend.